In the past four years, the number of people investigating virology has increased exponentially. The fraudulent COVID-19 production woke up a new generation of virus and germ theory critics who have been building on the work of a handful of pioneers. In recent months, there has also been an increase in the number of people realising that there was no pandemic and that the no virus argument has been consistent from day one. However, this puts many so-called health freedom fighters in a difficult position as they have claimed that SARS-CoV-2 and other viruses are real physical entities. Some have quietly slipped out the back door to avoid the issue. Some have doubled down on their virus claims. And a few now are declaring that virus existence doesn't matter. In this video, I'd like to reiterate why it matters very much and why a better world can only be built by embracing the facts. In early 2020, many of our communities went in two different directions. The mainstream media and big tech were pushing stories of an alleged new disease coming out of Wuhan, China, supposedly caused by a novel coronavirus. When this severe lockdown was imposed across New Zealand in March 2020, my husband Mark and I asked friends and neighbours if they were actually going to go along with the story and the draconian responses, including the unprecedented restrictions on civil rights. The vast majority of people replied to us that they were going to comply. We need to pause here because it's pivotal to the paramount issue concerning the existence of viruses, and more widely, the concept of pathogens and contagion. Can anyone honestly say that almost everyone went along with it initially because they thought politicians were wise and trustworthy? People went along with the COVID narrative because they were scared. They believed that viruses were real, that humans pass contagious disease-causing germs onto each other, and that this could kill grandma or even themselves. For many people, the evidence behind these claims is not something they are going to look into. One picture of someone lying on the pavement or Chinese workers in hazmat suits spraying something about is all that is required to convince them that a quote, deadly virus is on the loose and may come to their neighbourhood soon. We cannot emphasise this point enough because it is what many critics of no virus completely miss. While they are dealing with downstream matters such as do face masks work and were the vaccines tested properly, we had already dealt with the pivotal overriding fraud. There was no SARS-CoV-2. That was the beginning and end of the scam. Fan Wu's 41-year-old patient did not have a virus. We have broken this paper down sentence by sentence and have yet to find someone who can point to any virus, let alone the quote, new coronavirus. Furthermore, this was not an outlier. It is the status quo when it comes to virology. In 2020, Mark and I joined fellow MDs such as Andy Kaufman and Tom Cowan to bolster the ranks of long-term dissidents such as Drs. Stefan Lenker and Kevin Corbett, Torsten Engelbrecht and David Crow. 
And of course, John Rappaport, who called fraud on COVID-19 in the first week of January 2020, at which point the WHO hadn't even given the fake pandemic a name. John has been investigating virological fraud since the 1980s, when he published the book AIDS Inc. and could smell another sales pitch. By 2021, there was an increase in those criticising the COVID narrative, and interestingly, many of these critics claimed that they were fully awake and could see the big picture. However, I don't believe that many of them supported us when we called fraud on the whole thing the year before. This is important because some are now claiming that virus existence is not an important issue. If it's not important, why did they not support those of us that were speaking out in early 2020? Keep in mind that no virus doctors, such as myself and Andy Kaufman, were being forced out of our professional work that year, well before any vaccines or mandates were on the scene. Many no-virus veterans have noticed a recent increase in criticisms and statements from so-called health freedom groups and individuals. To be blunt, most of these new critics seem to have very little understanding of virology and are either naive or being disingenuous about the fully developed refutations of the virus model and germ theory more widely. While they often avoid making specific claims, we encountered one recently in the form of Australian doctor Jerry Brady, retired physician and founder of COVID Medical News Network. On the 30th of January, yes in the year 2024, he sent us the following email. Re the SARS-CoV-2 virus. The virus was isolated and gene sequenced in Melbourne in early March 2020. You should send this out, as there are always two sides to a story. Let the people decide. I have found that they are shocked when I show them the paper, published in the Medical Journal of Australia in early 2020. All variants, clades, mutations are registered daily from all over the world at nextstrain.org. Unfortunately, this is what we are dealing with, even when it comes to those claiming that they are all over COVID-19 and its associated frauds. Dr. Brady's email was like the hundreds of messages we used to get in 2020 saying, look, the virus was isolated. We even created a response to this years ago in the FAQ section of our website. In any case, Mark took the time to reply to him. Dear Jerry, Thanks for your message, but we have already covered these areas and are aware of the various quote isolation papers. I specifically reference the Kelly et al. paper in A Farewell to Virology and also in the COVID-19 Fraud and War on Humanity. Please also refer to the sections in A Farewell to Virology that deal with the genetic databanks. You can see all of the resources on our website where we specifically analyse many of the quote viral diseases you have listed. Instead of accepting his mistakes, Dr. Brady then suddenly jumped from asserting that SARS-CoV-2 exists to the virus existence is not important narrative. Hi Mark, thanks for replying so promptly. I respect your opinions. Here are some of mine. I don't believe that Timbuktu exists, and I don't believe in atoms and molecules either. They can't be seen, even with an electron microscope. I think your efforts amount to a counterintelligence operation which will distract, confuse and weaken the people's ability to counter all the official narratives aimed at building a dystopian future. If I was going to design such an operation, it would be identical to what you have assembled. Whether viruses exist or not is not important in the scheme of things. Mark then patiently responded to him. Hi Jerry, it is unclear why you have contacted us. 
You inferred that we were either unaware of or were not sharing the Kelly et al. paper with the public when you've been shown to be demonstrably incorrect. You then suggested that you would show us next strain, again failing to realise that we have been talking about these genetic databanks for the past four years. These are not opinions, they are facts. You have failed to refute anything we have said and have now changed course, claiming that we are part of a counterintelligence operation. Your claim that the viruses don't exist narrative will have no impact on the protagonists. In fact, you are aiding and abetting the controllers. They love you and your efforts. Is not a fact, but your opinion. And once again, you have failed to provide any evidence for your assertion. It seems you are entirely unfamiliar with what we have said with regard to virus existence, or anything else for that matter. Once again, I invite you to look at our work before making unfounded accusations. This was actually a rare occasion when someone elected to contact us directly. Most of the time, those critical of the no virus position do not mention any of us by name and hide behind vague generalizations. What they all have in common is an unwillingness to a. Engage with us in a logical discussion about the virus model, or b. Acknowledge that they have not looked into it yet, or do not understand the scientific arguments. Then of course there is Dr Peter McCulloch, who has made specific claims about virology on several occasions. For example, in 2022 he clumsily claimed that electron cryotomography provided evidence of SARS-CoV-2, either oblivious to the refutations that predated his article, as we pointed out, or revealing that he was out of his depth. In 2023, Dr McCulloch went even lower and decided to start telling blatant lies about the no-virus arguments and origins. Subsequently, Mark was joined by no-virus veteran Dr Kevin Corbett, where they provided a detailed rebuttal to McCulloch and called out his completely fabricated claims. Keep in mind Dr McCulloch was not making a trivial mistake. He was passing off fictional stories as though they were facts. Igor Chudov is another who qualifies as either disingenuous or dishonest. In November 2022, he published an article titled Viruses Do Not Exist was a PSYOP. Chudov's quote evidence was an anonymous Substack account that he claimed was coordinating the PSYOP. We were sent this article by one of our subscribers who said that while Chudov provided some good commentaries in other areas, he clearly had no knowledge of virology. In fact, this was on full display when Chudov's article painfully stated, the insistence that viruses do not exist seemed odd as the no virus theory contradicts almost every person's life experience of getting infected with viruses such as chickenpox and acquiring immunity. Mark reached out to him at the time and offered to help him, but we never received a response. Unbeknown to us, until we were producing this video, was that Christine Massey had also emailed Igor Chudov in 2022, at the same time as Mark. Christine sent him virology papers that claimed to isolate SARS-CoV-2 and asked whether he thought they followed the scientific method. As he'd shown a particular interest in the matter, she also inquired as to whether he would lend support to the settling the virus debate statement. No response from Igor. Perhaps Igor Chudov can now enlighten his readers as to why he misled them with his PSYOP claim. Unfortunately, at this stage, he falls into the intellectually lazy category by inferring that he can work out the facts through opinions in his Substack blog. 
When we critique virology, we address their top-level journals, institutes, and virologists, and break down their various claims, sentence by sentence. We analyse every aspect of the literature, including isolation, electron microscopy, antibodies, PCR, genomics, human and animal studies, epidemiology, and historical considerations. If Igor wants to promote virus narratives, then he should attempt to produce formal refutations of works, such as HIV, a virus like no other, a farewell to virology, or any of Stefan Lenker's essays. Another who decided to comment on virus existence more recently was Ivor Cummings, who is heralded in much of the freedom community as a truth seeker. Journalist Eric Coppolino subsequently published an article titled Ivor Cummings on the missing virus. Let me be honest, I'm going to lie to you and was clearly stunned that the Irish data analyst had made such a startling public admission. What transposed between Cummings and the interviewer Doc Malik speaks for itself. And, you know, even now there's people in the freedom movement talking about early treatment and pandemic, and I, I get really upset. Fucking like, hell. there's no pandemic, and there was no need for early treatment. I mean, just take your I vitamin C, your vitamin D, and your zinc, and you're fine. You know, it's that simple, but yes. I think a lot of people have put their energy into early treatment, made a name for themselves, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, you name it, supplements, uh, all that kind of stuff. But I think willingly or unwillingly, they're playing into the hands of the sinister bastards. Yes. There was no pandemic. Stop banging on you about know, it. Uh, that is... A superb point, and I felt it for a long time now. Guys, you're talking about yesterday's war, and you're only you're only adding to the effectiveness perversely. And it was someone who said, uh, not Nietzsche, Solzhenitsyn. He mm. said the only thing an honest man has to do is to not partake in the lie. And there's an element of partaking in the lie. So far, so good. But then the interview takes an incredible turn. Now, people say to me, Ivor, there are no viruses. You're organized opposition. I'm not going there. And I, I actually get, told them. I get I tried that. I get that. Them. Yeah. I have, I actually thought about this in case it could be used against me by my enemies, because I think about everything. I'm like a f shark with that stuff. Should I say this honestly or not? And I weighed it up. I projected into the future all the contingencies. I said, no, I can say this. And, and I did on Twitter, until I got sick of them. I said to them, guys, I'll level with you, I'll be honest. When I was young, I was fascinated with viruses. Now, that's 40 years ago. Plus. Mm. Mm. So, I know the bad guys were not active back then. So, obviously, there's this mass stupidity back then, even when there was no coercion. Okay, that's the first thing. Uh, I was fascinated by them. I did them in college as well. They are quasi-life because they don't respirate. Uh, they do reproduce and they do tick the boxes of life, but they're quasi because they don't respirate. They don't metabolize. They use a host. I knew that I was into that stuff 40 years ago, right? Come on. And the other thing I said is I'm not going to spend time in this because the key thing is if I go in and watch all these doctors and if I come to the conclusion Honestly, that there are actually no viruses. If that happens, I will not speak word of it. I will never say it. Because I'm fighting a war here. 
and I don't throw my troops into ambushes. I do not just throw my troops in to be all killed. And if I went out and said it, even if I knew it was true, uh, I'd basically be giving up the war and I'd be a non-combatant and I'd disappear off. off That's not going to happen. I have five kids. Yeah. Brother, brother. That's an important point. We're on the same page. And there you have it. They openly admit and celebrate that they would not communicate facts about virus existence if it got in the way of strategic or personal considerations. In a wider sense, an admission that they decide whether pivotal facts are important for others. In 2023, Doc Malik requested that I appear on his platform, which I initially agreed to. However, we were subsequently notified he was saying to others that with regard to the existence of viruses, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. After seeing his interview with Eyeball Cummings, I am further satisfied that I made the right decision not to appear on his platform. Then there are individuals who we really don't want to criticise, but they wander into the virus existence debate and launch a pro-virus offensive. Dr Peter Bregan's work in exposing the harms of psychiatric interventions over the second half of last century was exemplary. He called out the barbaric practices of electroconvulsive therapy and lobotomies and one set of psychiatric drugs. They are all, every class of them, highly dangerous. Sadly, Dr Bregan and his wife embarrassed themselves last month with an article titled Virus or No Virus? Is That Really the Question? It is clear that as they went with the biolab stories, the existence of viruses is now a major problem for them. However, like Dr Brady, they are attempting to maintain simultaneous positions that viruses definitely exist, but whether they exist or not doesn't really matter. Despite the title of the article, they then awkwardly followed with cartoons of imagined viruses before informing the reader that people get sick and the medical field of viruses has grown for decades and remains the most cogent explanation for many illnesses. They make no attempt to counter or even acknowledge that there are refutations of every aspect of the viral model and go on to say, SARS-CoV-2 is a product of these biolab activities and the next release of a pathogen from a lab, intentional or not, could wipe out humanity. We document all of this in our book, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. Unfortunately, it is the brigands that have fallen prey to accepting the premises of the virologists and everything that has spawned from these claims. The Biolab Gaslight was running prior to the WHO's Pandemic Games opening ceremony. And yes, we have researched Ralph Barrick, UNC Chapel Hill, Peter Daszak, Ron Fouchier, Fauci's emails, patents and grants involving, quote, coronaviruses, DARPA documents, and the ridiculous Project Veritas, quote, expose with the dropped term directed evolution. All top secret stuff that happens to be distributed everywhere. And none of it provides scientific evidence of viruses. Unfortunately, their fear-invoking claim that a pathogen could wipe out humanity is exactly the narrative that the establishment are pushing. The cabal and the medico-pharmaceutical industry are the beneficiaries when people believe in the concept of microbial contagion. Mark and I were invited to present at the end of COVID to specifically address the gain-of-function narrative, as for many people, the widespread stories that viruses are being engineered 
seems to make them real. As with anyone else, we would expect the Briggins to cite a publication that demonstrates through the scientific method any microbe that attacks healthy tissue and passes between people to cause disease. It was a fairy tale they taught us all at medical school. But when we researched the claim for ourselves, we discovered that none of their experiments supported the germ hypothesis. In fact, they refuted it. There are plenty of angles to cover when it comes to the COVID-19 fraud, and not all need to address virology directly. For example, in The Great Taking, David Rogers Webb details the increasing financial system fraud that has taken place while the public was distracted by a staged pandemic. His book only mentions the word virus once when he states, are you able to contemplate that this may have been about more than a virus? He sticks to what he has researched and could see that a staged or hyped pandemic was a cover story. He points out that the emperor has no clothes when it comes to the debt and fiat-based financial system. A small cabal has tricked the public into being financial slaves and now they are making moves to take even more. Just as we have pointed out that the emperor has no clothes when it comes to viruses and pathogens, they are narratives to encourage entire populations to behave a certain way. The allegation that no virus helps the cabal is preposterous. How would COVID-19 have got off the ground in 2020 if a few more people had joined the Kaufman and Bailey families and not going along with any of it from the start? In the COVID-19 fraud and war on humanity, Mark and Dr. John Bevan Smith wrote that the entire thing relied on the acceptance of virologist claims and their imaginary viruses. This assault on humanity relies on a Trojan horse to deliver the fraud into our minds and bodies, making possible the fulfillment of the globalist agenda of a population control grid with the apparent ultimate aim of controlling populations in every way possible. It is clear that the no virus argument dismantles the fake pandemic at the highest level and is no distraction. Those that are interested in being part of a robust and prosperous society must know that such communities must be built on truth. Do they really think that the cabals that operate fraudulent political, financial, legal and medical systems are honest about virology, a field which they happen to virtually monopolise? As often seems to happen, we are in harmony with Tom Cowan, and with regard to this issue, he recently had this to say. Most of us in the no virus community, if you want to call it that, we're also in the sovereignty, freedom, looking at these issues, where does money come from and what is a contract and all that. Whereas, and we don't believe that the solution to this is like less corrupt government officials, right? Whereas the other part of the so-called truth and freedom movement who believes in viruses, they think, well, let's get the right person in there and he'll clean up the corruption and we'll be all fine and all that. And so there's a real split. And I think the split is because uh, we in the no virus movement 
have learned to look at the facts and uh, and think in what I would call properly, you know, guided by the reality and the facts. And the other side is unfortunately still guided by superstitions and what they believed in myths and what they learned in their education and all that stuff. Many of you know that I like to finish with something uplifting, and it arrived unexpectedly from renowned no-virus smear artist Steve Kirsch. Steve was interviewing Denny Rancor, and obviously didn't realise that Denny has looked into virology and identified the same problems we have. I have looked at the scientific literature and continue to research it for firm evidence that it has been demonstrated that you can um, spread a viral respiratory disease. In other words, that you can cause infection in a person using a virus. And I have not found any scientifically, okay? You believe that there was a novel pathogen that was introduced into the world somewhere around 2020. I am not at all convinced that viruses as a pandemic causing agent exists. But that's not what I asked. I, right. I asked whether there's a novel pathogen that was introduced in 2020, yes or no? Um, I don't see any evidence for it. I don't see any reason to postulate that or any evidence for it. Okay, do you believe the flu uh, test? Um, do you believe that you know, the hospitals like said, can tell I'm, whether I'm you not, have, have the I'm flu? Not, I'm not convinced that viruses exist. Oh, okay, okay. All right, we gotta, we gotta move on then. Shut up! Shut the hell up! All of you! All jokes aside, one thing we can agree with Dr. Jerry Brady on is that we should let the people decide. We are more than happy that they consider how our critiques of the virus model compare to the likes of Igor Chudov, Ivor Cummings, the Brigands, and Steve Kirsch. And to all of these people, we are happy to engage in respectful dialogue in the hope of helping others see a better way forward for their own health and freedom. No, no.